just report on fringe science spirituality and holotropic breathing but take part ourselves yep when they make the claims we show up so you don't have to i'm carrie poppy and i'm ross watcher oh boy this is part two of holotropic breathing it's my turn to breathe yeah it's your, turn your to big s- day to sit so if you haven't heard part one go back and listen to that because we explain what's going on otherwise you'll be like what are they talking about yep we're talking about a special kind of breathing that gets you high is that not enough for you to go back to part one then i don't know what it is and hello new listener Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we were in our caravanseries and I woke up. I'd set my alarm for seven because there was a prep yoga session. Right. And I felt I should do this. Yeah. And I'm not a frequent yoga-er. Okay. I should be. Okay. Yogi. Sure. I, I've been wanting to maybe do yoga if my wife will get into it, but it just seemed like one extra thing I shouldn't add to my life unless I have my wife. <laughs> Makes sense, right? It rhymes. Yeah, it rhymes. Yeah, so it has to be true. I did figure that I should have a yoga mat of my own. Mm-hmm. And so I texted my wife and said, hey, when you're out today, can you pick me up a yoga mat? Blue would be great or green or gray. And so she texted me later and said, well, I got one. It's mostly a blue gray, but there are pink flowers on it. I'm sorry. That's all they had. (laughs) And I said, I'm man enough. I can handle it. I can handle it. Pink flowers are for everybody. So I grabbed my brand new yoga mat, went back to the sanctuary. Sure enough, Shia was leading this session. He did an excellent job. I feel like I'm a fairly fit person, but yoga is tough work. Yeah, yeah. I love yoga. No kidding. I mean, I've done a few sessions here and there, but uh, yeah, we were going from pose to pose and he was really good, like you said, about saying, okay, well, you can do this. You can modify it if this is too difficult. It's all about what's comfortable for you. I'm not trying to break any records here. Really liked his guidance for that. That was pretty awesome. How and, long was that? About an hour? Yeah, it was an hour. And there were a good, I don't know, 20 people at least in there. So okay. Good crowded showing up for it. But I figured I should get myself all limber and do everything required before. And tire yourself out a little bit. Right, exactly. And I guess I was kind of glad that I wasn't too well slept from the previous Mm -hmm. night because I did want to get into this with a little bit of tiredness. So rolled it up and went back to get some breakfast. And I was so happy because the night before, just suddenly I was like, I hope they have oatmeal at breakfast. God, let there be oatmeal. I don't know. I just suddenly wanted it so bad. Mm -hmm. So when I woke up and a pretty obvious breakfast item, but oatmeal was there, I was like, (laughs) the heavens have opened up. Yeah, I was glad they had craisins to put in there. Oh, yeah, those are good. Awesome. Those are good. Although uh, what I like is a simple brown sugar and cinnamon. Once you get those two, anything else doesn't quite go. Hmm. I mean, no raisins belong in that mix. Carrie's shaking her head now. No, sir. Okay. Raisins belong in one thing, a box, and that's it. I like them plain on their own, but when they put them in things, they're just interrupters. That is incorrect. Uh, We will move on. Oh, to the next thing that was happening, which was my turn to be the breather in the sanctuary. So yeah, this started at 9.30 a.m. and it goes till 1.15 to give you an idea of just how long you are in for this long haul. Yeah, that's three hours and 45 minutes just for this one activity. Oh boy. Yeah, and I was more worried about this than breathing. Really? Oh, it sounded so boring. Just because of how long it was going to be. Yeah, it's a weird combination where it sounds very boring, but you're also in charge of someone's well-being. So Mm -hmm. it's like, don't let yourself get distracted. Yeah, you were saying you wanted to sneak a book in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To read, which I can understand that sentiment. Like, oh, I want to use this extra time to do something. Besides stare at my friend. With edification, (laughs) right. But, you know, I found that the sitting experience was actually pretty pleasant. I didn't mind. Okay. I thought it was pretty boring, but I <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I got up. What what really made it boring was literally sitting. So I just started getting up and walking around you. And so I still uh-huh. had full advantage of your eyes and everything. Yeah. But like Yeah, and you had every opportunity to stand up for a while, to right. move around, to sway back Stretch, and forth. Oh man. Did some downward dogs. Yes. The one guy that we referred to as Steven the other day when he was a fellow sitter while I was doing it, mm-hmm. he was doing this kind of techno dance with Oh, the, cool. With the music. So he'd be doing Oh, okay. So Ross is doing kind of a Max in a goofy movie type. Dancing. <laughs> yeah, right. right. This is a uh, Max as, as Powerline. Power <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are laughing because. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, guys. Yeah, the, stop the podcast. <laughs> we gotta rewind I mean, don't turn the podcast off. I'm just saying. We're, we're stop stopping everything. the narrative here. Okay, so you and Drew do what? Okay, so my boyfriend Drew uh, <laughs> loves to receive gifts from me. I mean, obviously. So I got uh, the Disney gift. And not not gifts, but uh, the graphic interchange format. Right. Animated right. graphics. GIFs, GIFs, yeah. We don't want to hear oh it. Oh my God, if you email me <laughs> about the pronunciation of GIF, GIF, oh, don't you're going to get it. We're calling it GIF. Deal with it. <laughs> so... I got the Disney app and there was just like a little bug in it where I would pick a GIF and I'd send it and it'd be like, oh, I just sent the last one you copied. Yeah. No. Oh, I I just sent him Mrs. Jumbo. I kept accidentally sending Mrs. Jumbo (laughs) from Dumbo. Anyway, so I like keep trying to send Drew the right one. He's just getting all these like random (laughs) Disney GIFs. And finally, I was like, oh, good. I think the one I meant to send went through, which was Powerline from a Goofy movie on stage. Which is doing an awesome movie oh yeah it's one of the best okay so i i send it and then i'm like babe was that power line and he said no that was max as (laughs) which is correct this was so funny i just couldn't get over it i couldn't stop laughing it's hilarious it just read on multiple levels it's the correction of, oh, no, no, actually, the, the app's still not working because you thought you sent me Powerline, but it's actually Max dressed as Powerline. Later, I looked back at it, and he actually said, yeah, well, Max says Powerline. Oh, okay, okay. Which is not a, It was not funnier the way you said it. I know, it. and I saw it later, and I was like, I'm not going to ruin this for Ross. Oh, it was great. <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, you were dancing oh, like Powerline, yeah. which is like Steven. It was hypnotic, so I was staring at him for a long time. So that's why the sitting experience was so entertaining for me, because uh, I got to watch this techno dance happen. I feel like your group was a little less active. Really? Yeah. Okay. We didn't have as many screamers or people arching yeah. their backs or looking like they were possessed by the devil. People were definitely quieter. Again, as you mentioned, you're aware of what's going on yeah, for good chunks of this and even like partially, even when you're in this experience and you can hear other people yelling. So it did happen, but I think you're right. I think yours was more of a cacophony. I think so too. So same setup as before. I wore my mindfold mm-hmm. and we worked out our hand choreography in case I needed to let you know I, I need a drink of water. I'll make this little handshake motion. Right. It's really funny. They're like, make sure you both understand what your signals will be. And then everyone's just like, okay, well, for water, I'll do this. And then they make the little drinking motion. <laughs> yeah. I'm for chapstick, I guess I'll do this. And then they pretend to put <laughs> chapstick. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, this is what I would have guessed. But okay. Got Glad it. we got that cleared. Yeah. We kept joking. Like, okay, no, 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 my signal for bathroom is splashing coming out of my pants. <laughs> and you took a little interview of me beforehand. Uh, oh, yeah, a little video. To ask me how I was feeling. I was still feeling a little nervous and, you know, just going to just gonna go with it. You can see that at facebook.com forward slash onrack. So they had us close our eyes and kind of start the breathing. And the music hadn't started yet. And I was thinking, oh, is the music supposed to start first? I don't know. But the music came in very quickly. And I'm doing my best to breathe deeply in and out. I don't know. How was my stomach doing? Did it stick up? Did I look pregnant? Not that I noted mentally. <sighs> So, <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I was doing something right because I started. Yeah, it happened for you also within like two minutes. Yeah, it, it was quick. And so, again, it's this intense, fast, heavy music. And one of the facilitators in particular is running the music situation. Right. Really funny guy. <laughs> I loved it. Like his sense of humor was the humble brag. Yeah. And then everybody was laughing at that. So he had set up all of these speakers around the room and had done an excellent acoustic job in a very difficult room because it's, again, this 10-sided room where all the sides reach up to this pinnacle at the top, very tall ceiling in the center. But he was very proud of his music choices and his his microphone technique his as people design. passed around that mic he oh. would modulate our voices yeah he would make sure he was balancing the levels and he would correct people when they weren't talking in the microphone properly we mm-hmm. can't hear you uh yeah so man uh, takes his job seriously so the music was intense and so i'm doing the breathing in and out thing uh, we've been told beforehand just go with the imagery go with whatever you see i remember i'd express my misgivings to uh, one of the facilitators a woman who had stopped by and she had also lain on the mat and again it was 
just like a very intimate thing. There was this kind of bedside manner that she was sort of leaning over me and I was thinking, oh, she's so sweet. (laughs) I don't know. It just felt intimate. It was weird. Um, But she had told me like, oh, well, just, you know, whatever you see, go with it and don't try to reject any imagery or anything that comes to you. Oh, and they also told you if you do feel anxious Mm -hmm. or like self-judgment or boredom, like if it's not happening for you, to go with that feeling. Don't be like, oh, I'm annoyed now and oh, I should get rid of the annoyance. Be like, yeah, I'm annoyed. That's right. And really try to like dig in and make that your mental state so your brain can take off of that. Right. It's like improv. Yes, and. Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be your attitude. So I'm laying there and I'm looking at the back of my eyelids and the music's coming in and I'm feeling lightheaded because that's kind of the first sensation you get. You start to feel that tingliness in your forehead mm-hmm. and a little bit of pressure. Part of that is the mask, you know, trying to adjust that to feel just right, but also just the deprivation of carbon dioxide. Who knew? Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I start seeing is this dead rabbit <laughs> that uh, one of the other guys showed me earlier that day. Like I walked out of my room in the morning and said, oh, come over and look at this. This, this is really sad. Aww. Went and looked and there was a rabbit who'd probably been caught by a coyote or oh, yeah. some sort of wild animal. Oh man, that is sad. So look at that. And that, so that's what I'm picturing now as I'm lying down. I'd seen a live rabbit later on that day, but no, that's not <laughs> what I see. I see. And I tried to think of the live rabbit, but no, my thoughts kept going back to this, this poor dead rabbit. And so the spirit guide said, no, sir. No, that's not what you need this to is, see. All right. So then I thought, okay, well, let's go with it. And so in my mind's camera eye, I just kind of dove down into the rabbit and I was inside its body and kind of see its rib cage and everything's all sort of red. Like it just started kind of moving again. And so then next thing I knew, I had inhabited the rabbit and I was running. So rabbit's alive again and I'm it. So I'm running. The way you're running right now, I'm assuming you're on two feet, not four. Oh, I was on four feet. Yeah. Oh, on four feet. Okay. And, and you saw me on the bed. I think I was already maybe running at yeah, this point. Yeah, you ran a bunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, you're like aware of your body. I would say I was like maybe 10% aware of my body. So I always knew like, oh, I'm in a mat and right. I'm doing these things. Uh, but also, oh, my limbs are flailing and I don't really have control over it. But that's cool. And there's a fox behind me chasing me. But <gasps> I am way faster than this fox so I was like suck it fox and so I'm running along for a while and so then a polar bear is chasing me so I was like that's weird (laughs) but hey I can outrun you too and so I'm doing that and then there's a wolf chasing after me and it's got blue eyes and gray fur and I'm running away from it as well and then I kind of shift back my camera view and now I'm inside the wolf and the rabbit's gone and sorry this is going to be like a big long weird fever dream but this is what's happening for me so next thing I'm, I'm running up this giant red sand dune. It's all very kinetic and fast motion. So I'm going up this sand dune and there's the moon up there because I'm a wolf, right? That's what we like. So I'm running towards the moon (laughs) and I'm doing this for a while and it just feels like I'm never going to get there. But finally, I think your mind kind of has this awareness of the plot going on and it's trying to make little decisions like, oh, I'm bored with this. I want to do this now. Uh And certain things get vetoed and certain things get accepted. I think I was kind of like, oh, I'm ready to get off this sand dune. So I reached the top of it and I kind of jumped over the other edge. And next thing I know, I'm gliding through the air. And so that turns me into someone in a wingsuit. I see the Alps and I'm like flying through the Alps. Like, I've seen videos like this on YouTube. I don't want to be in the Alps. And I'm like trying to change it to (laughs) something else, like some other kind of environment, but it keeps shifting back to the Alps. guides are like, Nope, you, you get need the, to go to the Alps. You get the Alps. So the Alps it is. But eventually I do turn into an eagle. So I'm eagle flying through the Alps. So then I'm flying over the ocean. And all of a sudden, like all the land recedes. So that I'm just flying over this planet of water. Oh, yeah. I actually asked you afterward what you saw. Oh, yeah. I've got it on tape. And you remember later, oh, there's pieces of this. And how did that fit in? Like, I know there was a time in there where I was Usain Bolt and I was running. <laughs> like, I'm the fastest man on the planet. And that's when my head, I think, was doing some really violent back and forth. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was me as Usain Bolt. So as this eagle, I then finally decided to dive down into the water because that seemed more interesting than flying over this water planet forever. And I went down into the deeps and there was like this molten core in the center of the planet. So I was kind of going into this bright, shiny center of the planet and I went through the planet core Whoa! and uh, came out the other side. Goodness, I was a manta ray for a while. No, I was a fish. I was a fish for a long time. I was swimming around. That got boring 
wrong. So I turned into a manta ray and then I decided, let's fly this chicken coop. I jumped up through the water and I was a manta ray just floating through space. I have to wonder, the people who work at this, they have to be just nodding along at all these dream stories, right? And not paying attention. Oh, I don't yeah. think I could do it. Oh, I realize how boring this must be. But th- <laughs> this is a very vivid, this right. was a lucid dream. It now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting because I feel like it has stayed in my mind very well, ah. more than a normal dream would. Right. Now, I did tell you about it afterwards and and had the reflection time of the mandala, but still, I feel like it has stayed with me pretty vividly. So I make my way to the moon, and then I'm flying over the moon for a long time. I eventually kind of land on the surface, and I'm running along it as this weird sort of long-legged, half-jackal, half-dog thing that's white. Uh-huh. So, yep, yep. So then I was like, okay, let's get some more air, more breathing in. So I remember I was kind of like a hot air balloon lifting up off the moon. But then I was that weird white thing again, running off to Mars. And I remember thinking like, oh, I shouldn't be able to get to Mars quickly. This should take a long time. Uh, poor Carrie's falling asleep over here during <laughs> my dream. But uh, so I'm just running through space. Uh, so eventually I get to Mars. I'm running on Mars and then I'm a human again. And I remember they told us beforehand to pick like a spirit guide. And I was also reading at the time The Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan. Right. So I thought, yeah, Carl Sagan will be my spirit guide. He's perfect for that. Yeah, he's he sh- dead. He started running alongside me on Mars. And I think he even had a turtleneck, if I, I recall. I was just thinking that. So you have that classic <laughs> jacket. Yeah, so we were speeding. Like we were racing across the various features of Mars that I could recollect, like the, you know, the face he had been talking about in the book. So we were running over that. And then we got bored of going around the center of the planet. So we went over the ice region and I tried to go to the sun Carl didn't follow me there so I'm flying over the sun and I just I can't picture it right in my mind's eye I keep thinking like it should be bigger uh, and then I try to picture it and I'm like no that's not right I'm seeing like the curvature of it, it should be bigger and uh, that's not working and I kind of stalled out there had kind of a restful period and then had to do some more breathing to sort of get myself back into it and this time I plopped back down to earth and I was back at Joshua Tree and I was sort of in that area where the auditorium was before when we were at contact in the desert I'm trying to run for the hills and then I see Rael with his spaceship over to the right. Uh, I was thinking, I don't want UFOs in my vision. Darn it. So I turned the other way and there's a giant saguaro cactus and it's dancing to the music. So I'm dancing with the saguaro and then I see there's an African-American woman over to my right and she's dancing and then there's Kara over to my left, my wife, and I can't remember if she was dancing or not. I feel like she got in the dance for a bit, but mostly I was focusing on the saguaro cactus. So so yeah, we were rocking it out for a while. Oh yeah. Oh, you think it's something else? Yeah, th- there's more, but uh, <laughs> yeah, eventually I did, they were playing a song where they kept talking about Vishnu, so I pictured myself as Shiva, but then I realized, oh, I should be destroying things, so then I went through and I was destroying skyscrapers. It was awesome. That was my favorite. And I think that only took up maybe an hour and a half. Wow, what a tale. Now, isn't it interesting to think if you wrote that down today, then in a thousand years, people might unearth that and be like, the revelation of Ross, a rabbit ran. Came unto him and foretold therewith of the journey and the miracles of the mind and the consciousness of the spirit like in the, the realm of, of the children. But oh, yes. I mean? It's oh, just yeah. like a vision you had. And even if you just write down a vision, that years kind of, later people are like, this means something. That kind of bizarre fever dream. Yeah. And I was like getting sweaty from this and I was exhausted. It was tiring because I'm flailing my limbs everywhere as I'm doing this. Yeah. And, you stayed on your mat pretty well, though. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. I felt you moving cushions under me here and there. Yeah. I put one cushion under one of your hands and then I couldn't decide is this actually the more active hand I don't know <laughs> uh, but they had run out of cushions, cushions so I needed to I needed to pick <laughs> well your world becomes very small in well these I, hours. I do remember my hand being slightly propped up on that side and that affected my motion as whatever it was I think it was oh, a manta no. ray at the time but that's okay I worked with it oh, phew. <laughs> so yeah so I came out of that and there was still like a lot of time left but I was tired and, yeah. and I think you said there were many songs in a row where I just kind of sat there oh yeah Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) they had told us if someone doesn't do the breathing for two songs, two complete songs, maybe come and tell us. You got to two songs and I was like, "Eh, I'm going to give them one more. I waited for Mm -hmm. three. And then I went and told them and they were like, "Eh, it's probably his process. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, we and saw him I, jerking around. And then, and then <laughs> He's I, fine. Then I went back and waited again. I think finally you went through six and a half songs without wow. yeah, any oh breathing. And so, and when I say any breathing, I mean any holotropic <laughs> right, breathing. Right, right. They were still just like, huh, it's fine, it's fine. And sure enough, 
You picked it back up at some point. Yeah, and I was drifting in and out of a sleep-like state, like normal sleep. When I kind of came back to it, like, oh, yeah, okay, still here. Just starting to do the breathing again, I felt that really sharply in my nose. Oh, yes. This was a big problem for me. It dries out your nose so bad. Yeah, so it was kind of painful and just a little bit much, and I was tired. Yeah, I could breathe for maybe a minute or something and then coast on the effect yeah. for like several minutes without having to go back to the breath. Yeah. I'm sure I could have gone deeper if I And I, I did definitely saw that with you that you were still kind of active but without the breathing and I think they had kind of told us that you'll be in the state and it'll sort of linger right. on. But then I asked someone else later and who is kind of an old hat at this and she said Oh, I do it the whole time. I don't stop breathing because I just want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Hats off to her. That's impressive. So yeah, I was laying there thinking, okay, I'm tired, but also, hey, I've lived it. Even if this was all I experienced, that's plenty. Right. So I'm with you. They could have ended it an hour early and I would have been like, I'm good. I uh, didn't need to go to the bathroom, but I definitely did need water a couple times. Yep. I think you also asked for chapstick once. Oh, okay. Yes. Had to re-chapstick those lips. Do you want to tell everyone what you named your chapstick? Did I give it a name? Was it a joke about slapstick? No, it was a joke about, why can't I think of his name? The Christian singer something Chapman. Oh, Stephen Curtis Chapstick. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It Stephen Curtis Chapstick after Stephen Curtis Chapman, the pop Christian singer. I forgot about that, but I thought you would appreciate <laughs> I it. I did. Okay. I did. Uh, then afterward, again, they stop by to make sure you're okay. Michael comes and has an intimate moment with me to check me out, make sure I'm feeling okay, ready to move along. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, no, I feel good. That oh, was great. Man. But then you would make the tiniest comment. You'd be like, That's no, I'm really, I'm really feeling good. And you're they like- They keep prodding you too. Yeah, and you're like standing up and you're clearly moving fine. And then you're like, yeah, I mean, gosh, I guess like maybe a tiny pinch in my shoulder. Yeah, nothing really. Oh, pinch in his shoulder. Yep. Pinch in his shoulder. That's all I took out of that sentence. You over there. Ten four. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ma- you. Michael had already assumed I was okay and kind of given me a clean bill of health. But then music guy came by. And yeah, that's when I mentioned my hip was a little sore just from running. Like, yeah. oh, well, I feel like I've just had a run because I kind of did. And he's like, okay, well, let's work on that. Yeah, in what way? In what way is it like you had oh, a run? No. Oh, you know, just like my ankles are tight, whatever. Oh, his ankles are tight. Yeah, I was kind of eager to go work on the mandala. And it's like, oh, now we've started this. Okay, well, I need to follow through. And so, yeah, he would push against me with a pillow and have me lean out with my hip against him. Okay, now we need to balance it out on the other side. Okay, yeah. you feeling better? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was in the feeling meantime, good I've like cleaned up every possible thing around. So we'd you, be ready to go. Tissues. I'm like, okay, we're we're ready over oh, we're here. Ready to go. Yep, yep, <laughs> we're good. Uh, so finally, he, you know, he looked very concerned, but eventually, okay, 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 you can stand up. Yeah, if you're ready, I, you feel okay to stand up. Yep, yeah, I feel good. I'm all right. Uh, Never been better. So it was very sweet. Yeah, and I think he was doing some more humble bragging about his abilities as a healer, but also <laughs> saying, "Oh, but it, but it was you. You were, you were putting all the effort into the healing." Does it seem like I did? Yes. Is it me? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love his sense of humor. Oh, but Ross, did you know that this episode of Ono Ross and Carrie is supported in part by HelloFresh? Oh yeah, they're the meal kit delivery service dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. Yeah, I recently got this delivered to my home office. And it's very nice. I've had a few different delivery food services, and this is the only one I've ever had where each meal is actually separated into a different bag. So you're not constantly like, oh, this recipe calls for tomatoes. Where are them damn tomatoes? They're all in their separate bags. It's very, very nice. And the food was very good. Yeah, we got three meals delivered as well, and they were fantastic. We ordered the vegetarian selection, and there were mushroom raviolis, and there was a Greek meal with cauliflower and a really yummy flatbread pizza with broccolini and zucchini on it. Uh, So there's all kinds of meal options, but what we had was fantastic and very easy to put together. Each week, HelloFresh creates delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks who are short on time, and it's all for less than $10 a meal. And it's all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code ONO30. That's O-H-N-O-3-0. Check it out. 
So then we finally made our way over to the mandala room, sat down to the circle on the paper and started sketching out. And I broke it up into sections because I thought, oh, well, there were so many little exciting episodes in my adventure. I want to capture them. So I made 12 slots around the circle like a like a zodiac or something. And so I started drawing the rabbit and I was using the watercolors because, oh, this would be a fun way to do it. So I do like sort of a pencil sketch and then paint it out with watercolor. And I got through, I think, four panels. And I was like, well, I need to eat too. I'll come back to this later. So went up, got some food. I think this is when they had that really good beet and tempeh and sweet potato. It was just like a bunch of root vegetables and tempeh in like a sweet glaze. You have a good memory for this. So the food was so good. It was fantastic. Everything was really good. Don't get how good the food was. No, for reals. And everything was good. Every component of the food was good. While I was sitting for you, there was a couple across the way, a husband and wife. And they had kind of shared that it was more likely that this would be easy for him because he's a little better at accessing his emotions. Mm. So while I was sitting, so was he. And so his wife was breathing. And I totally just full on watched her take a nap for three hours. Like really? it was so clear that's what was happening. She just like rolled over, literally rolled on her side and like pulled the blanket up to her chin. $500 nap. <laughs> Like, yeah, didn't move. I never once saw her do the breathing. Wow. Um, And then during sharing time, she was like, oh, yeah, it was really cool. And I saw this and that. And I was like, you took a nap. (laughs) I saw you. You took a nap. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. So after lunch, there was free time or additional mandala drawing time. I'm going back to work on my mandala some more. (laughs) I think I went and took a nap. So I painted another two panels of my mandala and I realized, okay, the pace I'm working, this is never going to finish. I'll never be as fast as that rabbit. Right. So I I finished half of my mandala. But uh, at this point, people were coming around and complimenting it. Oh, wow. Oh, are you an artist? Oh, yeah. He said he works for Disney. Well, no one pays me to be an artist. So, you know, I'm having Uh this discussion with everybody. Travels down the line. He's Walt Disney's grandson. Did you hear about this? this? This is a running joke. Anybody here is you work at Disney Animation and you are an animator in oh, their minds. Sure. And then you try to explain to them what you actually do because there are other jobs required to make animated films. About 10% of the people are actually character animators and they are fantastic. They breathe life into the characters. But yeah, that is not my job. But you just give up after a while. You know, there are no receptionists at JPL. They're all rocket scientists. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, then it was time for the group sharing. Yeah, I remembered I only had like 15 minutes till group sharing. So like, well, better pack up what I have and... Walk it over there. So we got in a big circle again. I think this time you and I sat in kind of the, there's like a little circle inside the circle. If the circle had a smile. Yeah, there there's was a little, like a little fishbowl situation. A, a little row of uh, cushions that are the smile of the circle. I hadn't really noticed it the first sharing time, though it probably happened there too. I noticed at this one, a lot of people talked about either birthing experiences in one or two cases. Yeah. But also just a lot of like, I saw my mom when she was pregnant with me. Yes. Um, or there were at I, least three people who yeah, connected or, with their birth. Or something that would be a little tangential to that, but still connected. Oh, I saw my mom early in her marriage to my dad, which was really abusive and how like she wanted to have me earlier, but she couldn't or, you know, stuff right. like that. That would just be like really Whether around. Whether they were wanted as a child. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was one gentleman that I liked. He had a vision of a pillar that turned into a giant vagina. Oh, that's right. And Adam and Eve were involved. Yeah, that was wild. But he kept saying womb instead of vagina. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but then it would become very clear, like, oh, you don't mean uterus, you mean vagina. There were snakes. It was an interesting tale. Yeah, so then we came along to me, and I, I shared my whole story of how I was excited to have experienced something, and, and boy, what a kinetic dream, and it felt like it was my best lucid dream ever. Though none of these people would call it a lucid dream. No, but I used that term. You and did. No one seemed to... Yeah, well, tis, I think tis, what you said me. was, uh, it was basically everything I'd ever want out of a lucid dream. There we go. Yeah. See? That was clever. And uh, yeah, I showed my mond because it wasn't quite a mandala. Right. It wasn't finished. People liked that joke. My roommate and his sitter were having a little debate over how willing he was to ask for help. (laughs) That was so funny. So the sitter said, I had told him before the exercise that if he needed help, he should ask for it because he like had some, some pain in his shins or something like that. But you know, it took him a while. And then finally he asked for help and he screamed. 
It feels so good to ask for what I need. No, no, no. That's not what I said. Oh. I said, it's a good thing to ask when you need help. And then later on, I needed help and I did. So then the sitter like glances at the group and is like, well, that's not how I remember it. (laughs) It's like real serious tension. It was a tense moment. And then Jeff walked out for a while and I was like, oh no, he's mad. Oh, there was also a guy near you who I think like went through the process of evolution. Like, oh yeah. He's crawling around kind of like a, like some kind of non-human primate. And then he kind of got on his knees and then halfway up and then all the way up and like shook his hands in the air like Tarzan. I had tried to do that at one point. I think when I got back to Earth from my failed attempt on the sun, there was a while where I was crawling out of the water and I was one of those kind of... uh, um, Tiktaalik? Exactly. Half fish, half uh, reptile kind of things. And so that that worked out for a while. And then I was going to be a mammal. I was like, boring. I want to be a dinosaur. And so I got to be a dinosaur. And then evolution stopped there. Ah. Because really... This guy followed it through. You can't improve on a dinosaur. So then I walked back to my room and I saw my roommate there and I asked him about his beard because I wanted to know how long have you been growing this thing? That's when he told me he'd been doing it for 11 years. That's crazy. We started talking about other things. So he wasn't peevish or irritable. We had a great conversation. So I thought, oh, cool, we're bonding. Then what? It was time for dinner. Then there was an optional integrative walking meditation. Did you go on that? Oh, that's right. Yes, I did. So we had to go back past the sanctuary down to where that creepy lodge was before. We were meeting by the creepy lodge. Mm -hmm. I got there a little late and they had already given most of the instructions on what we were going to do on our meditative walk. And so they had pointed out this hill a couple peaks away. That's the Ohm Hill. So we all start walking around. The desert was just beautiful and it was you know, getting late in the day. This was around six o'clock. We were all stopping to take photos. Ooh, look at the cactus from this angle. Ooh, look at it from this angle. So I took a bunch of photos of cacti and various other things and uh, made my way out to Ohm Hill. And I was talking with this one lady, and I guess I missed the part of the instructions where you're supposed to uh, be totally silent. Oh, whoops. So some people kind of shushed us, and she's like, I don't follow rules like that. (laughs) So we talked a little more, but quietly. And yeah, got a beautiful view of the surrounding desert. And the idea was that they were going to play like a flute or something that we could hear from afar. And then when it was time for us to come back, they would play the drum signal. Oh, yeah. did they? Yeah, they did. So I was up on top of Ohm Hill and uh, then they started playing the boom, 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 boom. I was like, ooh, I've never been summoned by drums before. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we made our way back. A few of us picked up trash on the way, and uh, there was a gal dressed as Winnie the Pooh all day, which was pretty cool. Yeah, she had a onesie. We came back and stood in a circle for a while. It was nice. It was really beautiful lighting out there. It was getting dark. And then it was time for dinner. That was all part of integration, which is taking the lessons that you learned. Oh, yes. That's right. During the sharing group, they devoted a good half hour to talking about integration, how you're going right. to take this back into your life. And they did give some good advice, like if you had a vision that made you want to change something major in your life, that's awesome. But wait a week before yeah. you do it. Don't go break up with your boyfriend right now. Right. If it's a good idea now, it'll be a good idea in a week. Yeah. So that was good advice. Definitely. But but yeah, again, it felt like, oh, we're taking a little bit much time to deconstruct this and really just oh, yeah. explore every angle and, and possibility. so much like, is there anything else? And then they like sit there and <laughs> actually try to think of something. And I'm like, you don't need to say anything yeah, else. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Clarice, what would you like to add to yeah, that? Yeah, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, Yeah, just that I'm so proud of everyone here. And <laughs> I wrote a poem. Really made a community. Oh, yeah, that woman. She had a poem. That was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was just like it was at the tail end and then to be told like, and now a poem. (laughs) Just like, no. There's so much setup work for all of this and let's just explore every angle and then now we've done it and okay, let's unpack this. Let's talk about how we're going to integrate this into our lives. It's like, okay, okay, we're we're padding now. Yeah, I think part of it might be the thing they're actually teaching you takes like no teaching. Mm -hmm. So in order to really feel like they're giving you something, they have to sort of, like you say, pad around it all weekend and turn it into this bigger lesson. The real content of how to do what's being done can be communicated in five minutes as we did which we did in episode one (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah then we had dinner dinner was awesome Mm -hmm. as is expected oh my gosh that was such a good dinner that was the one that had the southern fried tofu (laughs) oh yeah um i texted you because you had stayed in your room and i thought maybe you fell asleep i want to make sure you didn't miss out on the southern fried tofu which is southern fried tofu 
yams with coconut milk. So it was like mashed potato yams with coconut milk. Mm -hmm. Collard greens. Oh, man. It was so good. And then chocolate cake for dessert. Oh, and corn. Yeah, and I was sitting outside with two of the ladies, both really worried about GMOs. Uh, Finally, I was saying like, oh, yeah, I just never put that much thought into it. Seems like most of the food I have is pretty good for me, but Mm -hmm. try not to eat too much. Yeah. (laughs) I was sitting at dinner with a couple of lovely ladies And one of them was telling me that she was a nutritionist and that she does these individualized nutrition plans for everybody. And she said it's actually based on your heritage. She gave the example of like, if you're an Eskimo and you're used to eating this like high fat fish meal or whatever, and then I take you into the Mediterranean, your body's going to be like, whoa, what's all this low fat food? Um, Hmm. Because you really should be paying attention to your heritage. And I said... Okay, so then do people have to get a DNA test to figure out their heritage? Uh She's like, no. She kind of like cocks her head at me. And I'm like, I guess I'm asking, how do you know their heritage? Uh She's like, we give them a survey. Uh And I was like, oh, well, because, you know, like I thought I was German growing up, but it appears I'm not. (laughs) And she's like, oh, it just has to be sort of general. Okie dokie. I'm sure there's a lot of Americans checking off that they're part Cherokee. Right. That's a very common right. misconception. A lot of people who've been told that they have Cherokee ancestry. Or just spe- Native, Native American But specifically Cherokee seems to oh, okay. uh, be the most common one. And then they realize, oops, nope. Yep. Not the case. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. There were little touches like that, but for the most part, I felt like this was a really level-headed crowd. Uh, Most people were spiritual and had those kinds of beliefs, but definitely I I felt a little weird telling people I'd been here before for an alien conference. Yeah, yeah, Because that felt like a... This is not that crowd. Yeah. One of the other women I was sitting with at dinner was the one who I mentioned before said that she continuously breathes. Uh, so that she can go deeper and deeper and deeper during her sessions. She also told me that she breathes every day for like a good half hour. So she's like a real devotee. Wow. And this was her fifth year going. My goodness. Yeah, she was pretty cool. I liked her. Yeah. She did say that when she goes really deep, she gets to contact a spirit realm called the realm of love. And she just stays there as long as she can. And I would too. Well, I'm sure it's all true. (laughs) So then it was free time or pool time, and they had a dance going on. Oh, that's right. Like an impromptu rave. I wouldn't have minded the hot tub, but I thought, oh, I should read and decompress and write things down. And uh, I thought about going to the dance, but yeah, I'm so tired. Same here, but yeah, I just I didn't have quite the energy. I just felt like being a homebody. Mm-hmm. So I went in and talked to my roommate for a bit, and he said, oh, I'm going to go out and check out the rave. So he went over there, and uh, I sat around and again playing my game and listening to Doubt. I think most of the time, and I tried to go to sleep again and couldn't get to sleep until late. Oh, uh. So then eventually Jeff came back and he wanted to talk at length. And we got into this really deep conversation about Antifa and effective arguing online and freedom and what it means. And But it was cool. We were having this, this nice deep conversation and he's like oh i wish we'd done this earlier because now it's like oh we're leaving sweet vet did give me the website of a shaman she recommends if i ever make it down to peru because that's where she did her plant medicine okay uh it was a woman shaman i remember that she specifically wanted to make a safer space for women a shaw woman yes Mm -hmm. very cool we Got up early the next morning. We wanted to hightail out of there, get back to L.A., and they didn't have breakfast till much later that day. Right. Yeah, it was at 9 a.m., which to me sounds very early, but I thought it was really funny when someone I was eating dinner with was like, 9 a.m.? Jesus, that's late for breakfast. God. (laughs) And then we ended up actually missing it because it was so damn late. But they'd put out a tip jar the previous night for the kitchen crew, so uh, left them some- Lemons. Gratitude. (laughs) Yeah, some more lemons. And uh, we all clapped for them and everything because, yeah, that was really, really good, good. Food. Yeah, almost worth it just for the food. So, uh, yeah, then we headed back to L.A. that morning and uh, reflected on our experience. That was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, though. That really was like one of my favorite things we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, we had a fantastic time. Highly recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ross, Ross, I wish I could hear your ratings. I really do. Okay. 
But at the I'll same tell time, wait, wait, wait. At the same time, I'm like, what other information and education and entertainment oh, could I consume? Let, let me stop you right there because I know what you're getting at. You want quality. Comedy, but also culture. culture. Well, I have the podcast network for you. It's called Maximum Fun. Oh. And they have shows such as this one. How do you say cheese in Spanish? What show should I have on my DVR? What are the best songs of the year? Is VR cool? What's your jam? Which one of you is the Renata of the panel? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> now, Ross, mm-hmm. what would you give holotropic breathing on a pseudoscience rating, where one is something not at all pseudoscientific, right? Okay. Like that guy who slowly went from a non-human primate to a human. Oh, right. But not um, in his own lifetime. Right. He had a descendant, and then he uh, had a descendant, and there were like women an involved. Yeah. and Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll call that evolution. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. That's a one. That's a one. And Ted is something extremely pseudoscientific, like when you turn on the tap in your bathtub, mm-hmm. it's goat sperm that comes out. Gross. And then when you lay there, it just like fills in every crevice in your body. And over enough time, you become goat sperm. You're making a real face. Ew. <laughs> this is disgusting, but also pseudoscientific. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to give this a one. Uh, well, hmm. There was a lot of interpretation happening by people who had their experiences where they kind of made claims about realms they were going into and claims of veracity. But I think as for the organizers themselves and the breathwork itself, I don't know if there was any pseudoscientific claim. I felt like if you and I were leading this session, Mm -hmm. we'd be explaining it a lot differently. We'd be like, hey, you do this breath thing and you get deprived of carbon dioxide and all these cool things happen. You can kind of guide it and you can use it to explore things. That's fun. Whereas this, even though they said on the disclaimer that this is not a substitute for psychotherapy, uh, I I do feel like it was kind of used that way. So maybe there's an element there. Okay, I'll bump it up to a 2.5. Okay. I think I'd give it like a solid five. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not for the actual activity itself, but the way Stan Groff talked about it and the Mm. way Michael talked about it in all of our many videos and emails. (laughs) They did like say you're contacting the spirit realm and your guides are giving you answers to your big questions. Oh, that's true. And also some of that stuff about how memories from birth or even pre-birth like attach themselves to you in this very engrammy sort of way. True. Yeah, that wasn't really emphasized, certainly not at the actual location. But yeah, you're right. That was definitely a component. So that's fair. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. What would you give this on a pocket drainer value where one is something not pocket draining? You buy a bagel, mm, 50 cents. Nice bagel. Thanks. No problem. Whereas a 10 is something incredibly pocket draining. You hear a voice from the sky, tells you to build an arc, Tells you to make it 30 cubits by 30 cubits by three, lots of cubits. I don't have a single cubit. Right. And the voice tells you you've got to just buy all this lumber to make this. And you're like, geez, you're not even going to like provide it for me. Yeah. Come on. You know, a little bit of gopher wood would be nice. No, you got to go pay for it. That's a 10. Yeah, that's really... And build it. You know, that's labor costs as well. That's both expensive and unreasonable. Mm -hmm. So I would say this is expensive but reasonable. Okay. So I'm going to give it like... I think I'll give it a five. I feel like at least with this organization, you're still staying at a beautiful resort. You're getting a lot of food that's included. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're being taught by people who know what they're doing. So it's on the expensive side of reasonable. But for what we got for a weekend, I'm not like, that was outlandish. Yep, I agree. I'll say five as well. Definitely a competent crew. I felt like everybody who was a facilitator was really good at what they were doing and, and made for a great experience. Food was great, as we've said many times. You do get a great experience that comes with the pretty high price tag, but it's, it's worth it. I guess they had a long wait list. Yeah. What would you give this on a danger rating? Where mm. one is something that's just plain not dangerous. Okay. Like watching the classic film Charlotte's Web okay. on your couch and holding your kitty cat. Okay. Not dangerous. Not dangerous. And 10 is something very dangerous. Like going to a farm, laying yourself down on the cement 
and then putting bananas all over your body inside of a pen of 200 pigs. Oh, goodness. Because they're going to stomp all over you to get those bananas. They love a banana. That's yeah. a 10. Never trust a man with a pig farm. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's from Snatch. That's not a bad rule. But a pig sanctuary, trust that man. I will give it, hmm, that's interesting. We both got away scot-free and it seemed like everybody else did fine. Uh, Definitely, you are depriving yourself of things that your body needs. So I wouldn't just try to do this on your own. I did feel confident that we had people who could take care of us and they'd been through this many times and seen many different reactions. Uh, Apparently, you're not supposed to do it at all if you've ever had a seizure. There were a number of contraindications on the agreement form. Let me read those real quick. This is a personal growth experience and should not be looked upon as a substitute for psychotherapy. It can involve experiences accompanied by very strong emotional and physical release. This workshop is not appropriate for pregnant women or persons with severe cardiovascular problems, severe hypertension, uncontrolled high blood pressure, or acute infectious illness. And in some specific cases, this workshop would also not be appropriate in cases of recent surgery, fractures, or of epilepsy. So be forewarned. Oh yeah, speaking of which, I did also get a little bit of the... Tetany? Tetany, yeah. Certainly, I didn't feel it was as extreme as yours, but I definitely did feel a bit of lockup on my feet as well. Uh Oh, that can start to hurt fast. Right, right, yeah. Like it can kind of get locked up down there so i get such panic when i think i'm gonna get one of those in my feet oh really you know? yeah, yeah yeah like you oh what do i need to do to stop like, this? i'll do anything i'll do anything exactly <laughs> so there definitely is a danger component mm-hmm. uh so be aware and do it definitely with someone around you if you're gonna do it i'll say five. Oh, okay I think I'd give it more like a three. Okay. I guess I'm thinking the contraindications are spoken about openly. Yeah. Something like, uh, you know, a lot of medicines have contraindications too. So like as long as you're being upfront about them, I'm not going to dock you too hard. That said, without talking to a doctor about like, well, what if I did this for three hours a day a lot? You know, would that ever have an effect? Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a doctor could speak to that and I cannot. So, you know, there's a little bit of a gray area where, yeah, like you say, you're depriving your body of something it needs. So I'm going to stick with three. There was one lady there who'd gone through the experience and said that she had had a recently recurring episode of epilepsy. Yes, and then they told her not to do it. Didn't she do it? No, she talked. Remember, she did her mandala without doing oh, okay. an, an experience. Oh, I just misunderstood then. Okay, good. Okay. So they stopped her from doing it. Yep. What would you give this on a creepiness scale where one is something not creepy? Okay. You are walking across a campus and a lizard runs in front of you. Hi, buddy. Scurries away. And then a rabbit runs across the path in the other direction. Well, hello. And uh, you carry on your merry way. All right. Not creepy. Whereas a 10 is something very creepy. Oh, boy. You're walking across the campus, but this is at night. You walk into the labyrinth and you walk toward the center and you think, oh, this is going to be a quick walk. But then you realize that the path is leading you out. Oh, that's weird. You're getting farther away from the center. Don't dare leave this path. Walls rise around you, and now you really must stick with the path. And as you walk across the ground in the night, lit by the moon, you cross various skeletons of animals that have passed away along this path. But after you reach the center and you decide to walk back, you see that each one of them has come to life. And it is only the sinews and the muscles that remain. Ah, They are moving and they are following you. That's a 10. Yeah, that's gross and creepy. This is tough. I feel like it's supposed to register. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're like making yourself high by breathing. Like it definitely has this sort of like behind the cloak feel. And yet I don't really feel creeped out by it. Okay. So two. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about their personal visions and some of that imagery is definitely creepy. Uh, But it's also exciting and interesting. So I didn't really get creeped out at any point. Yeah, I'll meet you at two. That's fine. Oh, hey. Good to have you here. Hey. Ooh, two. Look look around here. Yeah, this is nice. What about hot drinks? Yay, nay, in between? Yay. Thumbs up. They had tea there, various varieties, and honey to add to the tea. (laughs) And coffee, which I drank a bunch of, and they had uh, soy milk for it. Win-win. No complaints here. Any favorite moments, Miss Poppy? I mean, I guess my favorite moment was like slipping into it. I re- like nothing really beats that with that moment where you're like, oh my God, this is working. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was so relieved. 
like bet. when I was still there on the cut, it's like, oh, it worked. I I'm felt not a really freak. happy for you when I started <laughs> seeing you move. I was like, all right, good, good, good. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. And uh, and I enjoyed bonding with my roommate. Oh, good. What if you and he got married? We would have lovely long bearded babies. Ah. Yeah, I had my beard nice. out for this trip. Oh, that's right. I didn't. It's just not my style. Boring. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our show is produced and co-edited by Ian Kramer. Our Facebook is fb.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. Find pictures like us. The FB stands for Facebook and the O-N-R-A-C stands for Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, you can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and becoming a monthly member. Please do, and thank you. You're welcome. You're a supporter. I am. I'm a supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We support our own show. Good for us. Yeah, I have my little membership card. Nice. I became a member when some dickhead dropped his membership because he didn't like that our friend oh. Jesse has a trans daughter. I, I remember like, that. fuck you, I'll replace your yeah. membership. You be gone. And that's the story of how I became a member. Good deal. <laughs> and please share us with your friends. Uh, we love it when we see people tag us telling other friends their favorite podcast that they listen to and include us on the list that lightens our days and warms the cockles of our hearts and cools our hot nights and waters our dry food and remember it's very different from having uh, wishful fantasies or or be doing some daydreaming uh, you know it's a it's a literally it's an inner uh, travel comparable to the space travel Pioneering consciousness researcher Stanislav Grof has spent more than four decades researching the science of the ancient shamans. He says shamans also used breathing techniques to alter their consciousness. He teaches modern travelers to produce a mild form of oxygen deprivation in the brain, similar to that experienced by climbers at high altitudes. Groff believes the non-ordinary states this can produce were a fundamental part of all ancient cultures. Hello, I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. We're hosts of MaximumFun.org's Ono, Ross, and Carrie. We wanted to tell you the good news that our podcast is now weekly. Yes, weekly. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments, and then report our findings to you. In a time where alternative facts reign supreme, we cut through murky spin to give you the straight skinny on topics like UFOs, the anti vaccination movement, Scientology, and even apocalyptic churches. We're even undercover for some very exciting investigations right now. Well, not right now, right now. That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie with new episodes every week at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.